At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, Marcus here with exciting news. This show, along with your other LPN favorites, is going exclusive to Spotify on Valentine's Day 2020. Woo-hoo. You can download and listen with a free account, and all of our episodes are already over there. So what are you waiting for? Listen to The Last Podcast Network, free on Spotify. Coming down the aisle, it's time to farm. Who the hell are you to tell the chop anything? Yeah! He has broken it! And that's the final drive. I've got the stop of profile like never before. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. It's the best time of the week. We're going to talk wrestling. This is very... How you doing, Katie? How how was your weekend? Uh, It was good. How was yours? It was cool. The Packers got absolutely (sighs) obliterated by the San Francisco 49ers. They were crushed, destroyed, devastated, demolished. Any word you want to use that means destroyed, that would be applicable to the Green Bay Packers. But you know what? I didn't drink, which was amazing. I'm still on. I'm in the double digits now. I'm in the twos when it comes to dry January, pushing along. Even the Packers couldn't force me to drink a Bud Light, so I think I'm going to be able to make it till the end of January if that didn't push me over the edge. You're halfway through. I'm over halfway through. You're over You're over the hump. I'm over the hump. We have a lot of wrestling news to get to today. Uh, this week, it's been completely insane. AEW. Four more years. Four more years. Four more years. It's an election year and four more years indeed. For AEW, they signed a contract with TNT. We're going to get into that. Also, AEW, within those four years, they might be recruiting some of your favorite stars from the WWE. So we will talk about who's on the line to potentially go join forces with Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. We're also going to talk about Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole. Who is the better wrestler? Kenny Omega responded to a fan or, you know how fans are always the meanest people? I don't even know if you can call them fans. I guess a a troll, a fan troll. Oh, I like that. I feel like that could catch on. Absolutely. So Kenny Omega responds to a troll saying that he is not as good as Adam Cole. Of course, Adam Cole over in NXT. So we will discuss Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole. Who is better? We're also going to discuss intergender wrestling, Naomi. Uh, she's over in the WWE, megastar, 
wonderful. I love Naomi. Katie says, this is your favorite female wrestler right now. Is that right, Katie? I think she was one of the best champions for sure. I mean, her and Becky Lynch, of course, but like Naomi's just such an incredible wrestler. And she had a badass belt that I feel like is forgotten. So we'll get to that. Absolutely. Of course, Becky two belts, not because she's overweight, but because she (laughs) constantly wins. That's always sad when you got to connect the double belts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never, <laughs> never good. So we're going to talk intergender wrestling. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? AEW starting to play in that world a little bit more. Obviously, Impact Wrestling, as we've talked about with Tessa, with Tessa Blanchard, they're all in on inter, uh, on intergender wrestling. Impact Wrestling also does some intergender matches. Will it come to the WWE? We're going to talk about that, have a good conversation going forward. And lastly, we will discuss a little bit about the Royal Rumble, which is coming up the 26th of January this Sunday. Katie, how excited are you? Oh, I've, I've, well, I'm so excited. We have one of our biggest parties of the year is Royal Rumble. And we have, it's Thanksgiving and Royal Rumble. I love and it. And I'm so excited. Who gets drunker? What what day do you get more hammered and eat more? Thanksgiving or the Royal Rumble? Oh, it's in a shocking turn of events. It is about a tie. And we fry a turkey on Thanksgiving. Oh, maybe Ooh. we should fry a turkey for Royal Rumble. Absolutely. We should fry something for Royal Rumble. Well, speaking of turkeys, Brock Lesnar, he will be entering <laughs> the ring first. And it looks like he may be on a mission to destroy 29 lives at Royal Rumble. So we will see if that happens. It would not be the first time that someone started in the Royal Rumble and finished the Royal Rumble, but that has not happened in quite a while. So we will talk a little bit about that card, those matchups, and our predictions going forward because, of course, the Royal Rumble matters because it will decide who is in the main event at WrestleMania. So we will be talking about that. But before we get to that, let's do a little mini story. This week's mini story, my God, we're going to be talking about a man. He's hmm, he's a legend in, in certain corners of the wrestling business. He is a man who is not exactly a technical wrestler. He doesn't really have a huge move set. But the moves that he does do are felonious, to say the least. We are going to be talking about New Jack. And New Jack is a wrestler for those ECW fans. You'll recall he's a hardcore dude. He's a badass guy. And dare I say, no one in their right mind would ever get in the ring with him. No. And when you first told me about the story, I was like, oh, it's got to be kayfabe. Because I'm not as familiar with this, this generation of hardcore wrestling specifically. And I was like, oh boy. Oh boy, indeed. New Jack is a guy who his face looks like a butcher board at a very, very busy meat shop. It is chopped (laughs) up. It is mincemeat. And mostly he did that to himself because Mm -hmm. a lot of these guys are just that insane. New Jack is in a match with a guy. And evidently this match was called for by his opponent. What's the name of his opponent? Uh, William Jason Lane. He's an independent wrestler in Florida. Air quotes independent wrestler. (laughs) Just a dude. He's just a guy. Yeah. 
He he sees New Jack. He knows how New Jack wrestles, and all of a sudden he's like, "I want to be in a match with a man that makes Sabu look like Joel Osteen. He yeah. makes Sabu look like he is squeaky clean. Although God knows the children that are tied up in Joel Osteen's basement, we don't yeah. know. But he makes Sabu look like a PG era wrestler. That's how brutal New Jack is. So this guy Lane." Goes up to New Jack and is like, let's wrestle. Let's have a hardcore match. And let's just say it doesn't go great for Lane. And I don't know what the hell he expected New Jack to do. Well, and it's funny, too. This almost comes full circle because he didn't he walk into ECW and say, like, hey, uh, I can just I, 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 I'm a wrestler. I can do it. Put me in, coach. Put me right. in. They put him into a match and he beat the shit out of a kid. <laughs> so, like, this does kind of come full circle. It kind of does. He had zero. He had zero experience in the beginning. He claimed to be a trained wrestler. And years later, someone walks into the ring, claims to be a trained wrestler. And then New Jack goes New Jack on him. New Jack goes New Jack on him. So this dude, according to New Jack, he says, the guy that he was wrestling, he says, quote, he didn't know nothing. He just said, do whatever you want to do. And evidently what New Jack wanted to do that night was stab him nine times with an eight-inch shank in front of a near-empty what looks to be high school basketball court, oh, high yeah. school basketball auditorium. No yeah. one is watching this wrestling fight. You can find it in this wrestling match, air quotes match, air quote wrestling. You can find it on YouTube. Literally four guys are there. I'm assuming those are the same people who set up the ring. This yeah. guy enters the match. He goes after New Jack. And to be fair, New Jack didn't attack him first. This William Lane character, one after mm-hmm. New Jack starts punching him in the face, jacking him up in the jaw, he kind of had it coming. I mean, you don't fuck with New Jack. He has he has a he has a track record of being the most likely man you should definitely not fuck with. And like no kayfabe. No kayfabe. You go to the opposite side of the street when you see him, unless of course he's your friend, and then you go and you meet up and you go have a couple of drinks at a bar, and then inevitably probably commit a felony alongside him because you're that good of friends. Yeah. So he's punching New Jack in the face, and New Jack says, "Okay, I've kind of had enough of this." Lane tries to then pick up New Jack. In the process of doing that, New Jack's right hand is free. He goes into his shorts, and just like every good prisoner on the yard, he has. <laughs> Has a shank the size of uh, my it is it could easily penetrate a large Thanksgiving ham easily yeah easily he, he says it's an eight inch knife it's an eight inch blade which for the like eight inch knife is is a like a legit weapon it's huge like most dudes carry around like tiny little flip knives like cut open your bag of chips or whatever he carries around an eight inch knife in his jeans well wrestling and i'm not even sure if he brought the eight inch knife in because he had it planted for the match or if he always just carries an eight inch shank i'm assuming it's the latter because he definitely he's carries it yep he definitely just keeps it on him so he takes this knife he begins to plunge it into the back of Lane as Lane gives up on trying to pick up New Jack because New Jack is not going to be picked up by this person because he has no idea how to wrestle in the first place. Yeah. So Shouldn't not New Jack. New Jack actually does kind of know how to wrestle, I think, if he tried. But this guy, no experience whatsoever. So New Jack is like, no, you're not going to pick me up. Takes out the knife and then he plunges it like he's Michael Myers into the back of this man three times in the ring 
very aggressively yeah. and you can sort of see in this person's body language like oh <laughs> i've just been stabbed <laughs> i've been stabbed a whole i'm getting stabbed a bunch like yeah this is pretty hardcore is it everything you hoped and dreamed this is why be careful what you wish for you might just get it yeah he shouldn't have gone into the ring last time somebody walked into the ring with uh, new jack that didn't know anything new jack nearly killed the kid <laughs> That is true. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> so here we are again. New Jack is just doing what New Jack does. Yeah. Can you blame him? No. I. Well, I mean, a little it's definitely bit. a felony. <laughs> it's definitely a felony. We're going to get to the conclusion of this here and how this thing ends up is absolutely hilarious. So New Jack begins to stab him. Lane rolls out of the ring, which was the most wrestling move he actually did was getting yeah. the hell out of the, the ring. The most skill that he had was escaping. Absolutely. New Jack follows him outside of the ring and again plunges the knife in four, five, six, again, seven, eight, nine times plunges the knife into this man's back. It's, the audience is non-existent. No. The three people watching, they're just like, I. they don't even, it's not even on the right side of the ring where the audience is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think they <laughs> see the stabbing happening. I mean, yeah, it's not quite on the hard side. The hard, it's on the hard camera side. It's on right? the hard camera yeah. side because you, you know, you always. This is reminds me of like when you're a stand-up comedian and you're like, I'm gonna film every set and I'm gonna send one of these sets. I'm sending it to late night. And of course, all you do, all you do is perform in front of other comedians or an improv troupe or a series of drunk Russians. Whatever it is, it's not a tape that can be sent anywhere. <laughs> this is one of those tapes for New Jack. He's not sending this thing over to Vince McMahon to be like hey you want me to stab any of your superstars because I can do that I got you dog I got you Vince <laughs> so he just continues to stab Lane multiple times he's in way over his head it turns out that even if it takes place in a ring stabbing someone nine times with an eight inch shank is still a felony yeah uh, who who knew? Who knew? <laughs> I thought that was legal. I when like I said when you when you sent it, I definitely was like, I wonder, I wonder if this was actual, if this if this really, or how much of this was kayfabe? Like, was it fourteen times? Was it nine times? Did he act? Was it a real knife? Like, I had so many questions. Right. And it turns out mm, it all happened for real, uh, not kayfabe. It's all very real. So, so real. new new Jack is arrested. The cops are like, you stabbed this guy nine times. That is a felony. And Lane is like, oh, I really wish I didn't suggest having a match or propose having a match with new jack because boy does my back hurt new jack <laughs> is arrested the cops are like this isn't looking good for you buddy you've kind of been here before we have you have a reputation of really hurting people you might go away for a minute lane shows up and says officers release new jack and why did he say that to the cops just you know what it really is a wrestling tale through and through it really is this really is wrestling so lane says to new jack well i will drop all the charges these cops will disappear the cuffs will be gone all you have to do is train me wise one so new jack stabbed this man nine times in the ring at the behest of the man who wanted the match and then gets arrested the guy who he stabbed says leave him alone cops 
New Jack, will you please train me, master? And New Jack says, sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gets me out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> that is, this story only happens in professional wrestling where a dude will get stabbed nine times and be like, all is forgiven if we can be together more. Yes. Spend more time with me. Teach me all you know. So New Jack, of course, because this is a hell of a lot easier than going to prison on felonious assault charges, says sure. And we have a little bit of audio from New Jack talking about this experience. And this is, again, why professional wrestling is the single most interesting form, art form, theatrical art form that there is, because these people are insane. There is definitely a different mindset. If you yeah. stab me nine times, motherfucker, you're going to jail. I would think so. Of course, Katie, you may have requested it in a hardcore match. Who knows? Yeah, that's fair. I'm kind <laughs> of on Team New Jack here, just a little bit. That's fair. I mean, I get it. The guy kind of messed up. You don't, you don't, don't, don't tempt the bull if you don't want the horns. And it's not like he didn't know. I mean, New Jack is notorious for he his his legacy is fucking people up for real. Yeah. His face looks like roast beef that was stepped on after a Mardi Gras Gras parade. It is disgusting. You just don't fuck with New Jack. Don't fuck with New Jack. That's that's today's lesson. So let's listen to New Jack. We get in the ring. We lock up. He punched me in the eye. He punched me in the jaw. And I grabbed him and we hooked up. He tried to pick me up and dump me. And I pulled. I had a blade, about an eight-inch blade in my pocket, in my pants. And I pulled it out and I started stabbing him. And they said I stabbed him 14 times, and I did not stab him 14 times. I stabbed him nine. It was nine. It's on the tape. It was nine. Well, cops came. I went to jail. He asked me. He he came out of jail. He said, if you would train me, I'll drop the charges. I said, it's done. (laughs) I said, you are trained, bro. He said, you take me on the road with you. I said, done. All right, there it is, New Jack, talking about the felonious assault. And I do love that New Jack, he's a principled man. Yeah. He's a man of principle because he says, folks said I stabbed him 14 times. That is ludicrous. I would never. I would never do that. I would never stab someone 14 times. I always keep it under 10 times. <laughs> that was the only thing that New Jack was upset about. Yeah. Get your facts right, guys. Get your facts right because he's like, you can watch the tape. I stabbed him nine times. I would never stab someone 14 times. New Jack is adamant that he would never go that far. Only a monster. Oh Yeah, only a monster would stab someone 14 times. <laughs> That's just for the movies. That is today's mini story. So today's mini story, just in a nutshell, don't ask an extreme pro wrestler to have an extreme match with him. Then do not attack that wrestler in the ring. Do not punch that wrestler in the ring. Because if you do, expect to get shanked multiple, multiple times and damn near die. Yeah, you're going to get a little receipt, if you will. Yes, and of course, for those that don't know, a receipt is what happens when a when a wrestler defends themselves from an over-aggressive opponent. They will maybe punch them or slap them. A great receipt, if you want to watch it, I think, I'm sure this match is on WWE Network, but when Braun Strowman was wrestling Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman hit him a oh. little bit too hard with his fist, and then Brock Lesnar kneed him in the face to the point that Strowman damn near got knocked out. Yeah, that, that one that made me uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable watching that one. <laughs> what would happen if Braun Strowman did just get knocked out by that knee, though? 
then the whole match is done, right? Yeah, they'd have to call the match. I mean, if he was like leg- legitimately knocked out, depending if... I mean, I'm always shocked by the... It must be the amount of adrenaline. Um, like Takahashi, who got broke his neck in the ring and finished the match. Like they s- somehow... And uh, was it Dana Brooke? Another, do you, uh, another uh, women's wrestler. There was another wrestler that got knocked out and was just unconscious in the ring and finished the match just out of like blacked out well it's happened obviously mick foley has done that multiple times yeah. look no further than the hell in a cell all right well that was this year that was this week's little mini story let's move on let's talk business shall we aew tony khan of course he is the man in charge of aew he sent a tweet out it just reads four more years four more years four more years hashtag aew dynamite their contract has now been extended until 2023 uh, so this is huge news for aew no one knew if this thing was going to last no one knew if it had sticking power four more years guaranteed contract guaranteed matches this is why we're starting to see aew began to truly peel away some talent from the WWE. Yeah, it's very exciting. They're averaging, um, if you include uh, plus seven, which is for people who don't understand television, plus seven is anyone who watches the match or watches the show within seven days, whether it's a recorded DVR or however you watch. Oh, okay. So they were averaging 1.2 million viewers oh. uh, in a plus seven. So that's phenomenal. They're over a million and they've can sit over the last month or so, they've beaten NXT every single night by a couple hundred thousand viewers which is a pretty big deal um it's very exciting absolutely and of course if you're tnt basically the only thing that's on your network is reruns of the big bang theory seinfeld other ridiculous sitcoms from the 90s and today they're telling i mean maybe law and order a lot of law and order a lot so much law and order svu yeah there's not a lot of great content on tnt other Mm -hmm. than live sports and I would lump in AEW into that category. Absolutely, it's. I think it's exciting for TNT. Uh, I think it's. I think it's doing cool stuff for the network. It's kind of bringing a new young audience to a network that's very that's been kind of stale for the last decade. Absolutely, and as we've as we as we've seen with NXT, which is really the head to head competition with AEW on Wednesday nights. NXT has greatly improved. There's a reason Finn Balor is over at NXT now. There's a reason NXT is no longer called like the the um, the training or the B League for WWE. It's an entity all its own. They're treating yeah. it with a lot of respect. They treat it like it's its own promotion on par with the WWE. Mm-hmm. And that is all because AEW was like, you all better step up your game. Otherwise, we're going to absolutely crush you on Wednesday nights. We're coming for you. Well, I think the thing that's hurting NXT is that with all due respect to Full Sail, and I love everyone that works there, and I love everyone that is on the crew. They're all phenomenal. But they're um, they're definitely locked in to Full Sail. The, it, the production quality between AEW and NXT are nowhere near each other. Like AEW looks like a multi-million dollar production. Right. NXT looks like what it is. It's shooting at a tech school in Orlando. And as much as I love everyone in Orlando, that is my hometown, my oh. stomping grounds. Oh. Uh, I've got friends that work on the crew at NXT and they're some of the best in the business. Uh-oh. Uh, you can only do so much within those four walls. It only sits about 190 people. It's just a tiny show. 
It's right. kind of a backdrop. Everything's br- very dark. There's no production value or you can't you can only do so much in that building so they have to like step up their game a little bit on uh on the production quality i think if they're even going to come close to competing with aew and of course the matches with nxt they've been kicking ass uh we're going to talk again here about adam cole but there's been some great developments in nxt and the product itself i agree is is uh the product itself is great but i agree with katie the production value they could uptick it a little bit uh to again compete with aew because now aew because of this four-year deal, this is according to Dave Meltzer, because of this four-year deal with TNT, AEW is hardcore pressing, full-court press when it comes to getting underused, undervalued, underappreciated WWE talent. So who are some of those people? Number one, Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, which will be the name that he wrestles under, in AEW, Luke Harper, of course, from the Firefly family, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers with Rowan. Yep. Rowan's getting a big push now. Completely underused in the WWE, and I am thrilled to see him going over to potentially greener pastures and hopefully getting a push from Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks because he is truly a talent that Vince just did not use well enough. Yeah, out of all of those guys, he's the one that I was I wanted to see more from constantly and he just was never really given a shot. He really wasn't. And I'm not yeah. sure and I'm not sure why because he fits sort of the stereotypical mold. He's a tall mm-hmm. guy, he's jacked, he can move. I think he's compelling on the mic. He has a good look, he's memorable. The audience liked him. He was over. So I have no idea what the backstage politics were to keep him off of Monday Night Raw, off of SmackDown. He wrestled a lot throughout the week, obviously, in either dark matches or or, or shows that were not televised. He was still wrestling for WWE, but they were just not pushing him whatsoever. And, Katie, do you have any insight into like why they weren't doing that? I think with the WWE locker room, it really is kind of a baby with keys scenario where it's just like if you're the new flashy thing, you're going to get a bump. If you're the new hot thing you're going to get a little more attention than you would and he'd been around for so long right. uh, with the WWE that I think it just kind of got stale with him and he never really I'm sure he tried and I'm sure he gave it an effort I know he went back to NXT for a hot second and then nothing ever came of that and it just seemed like there were always more important or bigger names to push than Luke Harper absolutely and I just again WWE, there's only so much time to fill on these shows. There's only so many people that can fill the roster. I just wish they would have given him the U.S. title, an intercontinental shot. He doesn't got to be going for the WWE title or the universal title, but just some storyline that kept him in the minds of the WWE universe because he was totally underutilized, and that is exactly what Cody Rhodes saw happening to Harper in WWE. This is according to Cody Rhodes. He says it would be great uh, to get Harper in the company. This is according to freelance reporter Tom Kalohu. He reported that AEW world champion Chris Jericho is a big supporter of Harper and wants him there. This is according to wrestling news. 
AEW.com. This is the notes that AEW is the clear frontrunner to land Harper. Quote, with Harper having friends in AEW, the belief is that he will join the promotion. Going back here to AEW world champion Chris Jericho, is it possible then that Luke Harper just becomes part of Jericho's crew? Ooh, that's a good take. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to see what they do with him. I'm assuming they're holding off on the news for a surprise, so spoiler alert. But it's kind of an, I feel like it's an open secret. Like it's an open secret that Luke Harper is going to go to AEW. It is an open secret because Luke Harper has been publicly demanding or requesting to get out of his contract in WWE. Yeah, and he's been released. He's been So he has been released. Yep. Evidently, Vince is kind of accommodating when it comes to wrestlers who are like, can you please get me out of here? He's not like Kathy Bates. He doesn't treat them like Kathy Bates treated James Caan in the movie Misery. He doesn't tie them to a bed, bed and, and hobble their their ankles um, when they unless, demand to leave. Unless you're a moneymaker for the company. Right. You're then, I mean, like, it's really dependent. It's, I mean, if, if he knows that you're not being used and you're not going to go to AEW and make them a gazillion dollars, um, he, he'll be like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. But if you if he thinks for one second that you're about to step out and go to another company and be the top guy at that company and make them millions and millions of dollars, guaranteed he will either ice you or keep you locked into a contract forever. Right. Yeah, that is that is a great point. And, of course, with Cody Rhodes, his character in WWE before he was released, what was it, Stardust? It was... Not good. But this was also, I mean, remember the Cody Rhodes left to go to the independent scene and and get his street cred. Like he wasn't a great, with all due respect to Cody Rhodes, he wasn't a great technical wrestler and even still has his faults as far as being a technical wrestler. That guy can cut a fucking promo and they should have let him talk in the WWE, but they didn't. He wanted to get out. He wanted to go. This is obviously long before AEW was even in the works but he got out and he ran the indies and he went to japan and he cut his teeth on like the circuit and then became like a legitimate badass wrestler and to katie's point when cody was released from the wwe there was no promotion for him to go and make a bunch of money at there was no place for him to go and take business away from vince so vince is like yeah get the hell out of here yeah sure good luck on the indies yeah, go. Oh, you want to go to PWG? Oh, okay. Fucking go sell some t shirts ringside. Exactly. So, Luke Harper, he is headed to AEW. That's what all the signs are showing. And not far behind him. This will be interesting to a lot of people. Katie and I were talking about the WWE tag team division last week. It really is doing pretty good. Uh, I like what's happening right now in the world of tag team wrestling. It seems to be yeah. getting a little bit more of a push because I feel like for a decade, Take team wrestling was like, take two superstars who don't have storylines and bring them together. Yes. And then they can be like, you know, and then they can be a, a tag team, a tag team champion. But I miss like the true tag teams who come up together, who love each other, like the Usos. Like, I don't want to see Jay wrestle alone. You no. know, I want to see the Usos together. And that's what I love about tag team wrestling. To a slightly different tale, these next two people we're going to talk about can also wrestle alone and they're incredible wrestlers alone. But when you get them together, it is dynamic and some of the most beautiful wrestling you will ever see. And, of course, I am talking about the Hardy Boys. I, the, You told me about this one. I am very excited about this. This is, I think AEW needs, they're going to need to bo- drop a couple bombs quickly. 
yep. soon because people are kind of like, all right, we get it. Okay, cool. Uh, your your women's division's all right. They're good wrestlers. There's no one that I'm popping for quite yet, except for it just turned out that Riho is the second most popular uh, wrestler in AEW with the with uh, ratings. The anime. That's ex- yeah. That's she exciting. is my. F- I love her. She comes out with the wheel. She's like a little anime pirate. She's incredible. Yeah. And she's she amazing. Is, she is unreal in the ring too because. She weighs like 95 pounds and she floats like a feather. She really does. It's Jericho and Riho that are the the two most uh, tuned into or like ratings pops. That is exciting. Honestly, that's that's awesome. So it looks like Broken Matt Hardy, he might be the first one (gasps) to go over to the WWE. Evidently, Matt Hardy owns the broken gimmick. Like that's not Vince. And I love the broken gimmick. He has plenty of history with AEW. He came up, uh, or didn't come up with, but he knows the Young Bucks very well. They've wrestled quite regularly together. Uh, The Young Bucks at this point said it would be a huge surprise if Hardy doesn't leave the WWE for AEW. And then evidently Jeff will be right behind him, but his contract has been extended because Mm. of injury time. So for those that don't know, when you are injured in professional wrestling, Specifically WWE, I don't know if AEW is like this, but when you are injured in pro wrestling, your contract pauses. I don't know why that's the sound for that for it, a pause. You know what? It works. It, it lands. They pause the contract. It time stops ticking, and all of that injury time is given back on the back end. So you do not if you have a two year contract and you're injured for oh, a year, you you have a three year contract. It totally sucks. That sucks. I would just get injured and be like, I got to go. Exactly. Maybe Vince had a few people do that, and he was like, no, 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 no. You, you, this time does not count. This could be a scenario where uh, where it's probably, I'm sure there's loopholes in all of these contracts, but uh, this could be a scenario where now that AEW is a thing and he was hurt, he's like, mm, well, actually, here in your contract it says yeah. <laughs> you can't leave until you're better and you fulfill all your days on your contract. That is one of the things that a lot of wrestlers, when we talk about treating wrestlers better, uh, perhaps not having them uh, have to make up for injury time, maybe that would be a good idea. Although perhaps this is something that Vince has dealt with in the past where people, I, I just don't see wrestlers like faking injuries. I don't see them holding back as long as possible or yeah. not coming and wrestling. Um, because they they want out of a contract because it seems to me like wrestlers have a very intense moral duty to one another to mm-hmm. put themselves on the line at the same rate as their uh, as their counterparts as their mm-hmm. coworkers. I well, can't imagine entering a wrestling locker room having a fake ankle sprain and that wrestling locker room not torturing you to the point where you just get in the ring and take some super oh. hard bumps just to prove that you're still tough. Oh, wait. Oh, no. In the nice league, that would be how it works. But in real WWE slash professional wrestling, they 100% still bully you into performing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They 100% still do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, the CM Punk's a perfect example of that. Where he Absolutely. was hurt and he wrestled through it and then he was more hurt. Of course. And if you're Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy has not not been hurt. For 30 yeah. years. Yeah. And the moves that they do, I still, like, my heart skips a beat whenever they take a bump. Because I'm just like, oh, you're getting up there, guys. Gentlemen. 
Easy does it, gentlemen. Be careful out there, Hardy Boys. So I think it is a good idea for Jeff and Matt to join forces once again mm-hmm. and come and be a dynamic tag team on AEW's Dynamite. I think that would be absolutely awesome. And perhaps that's what AEW has planned for the Hardy Boys, an old school reunion, and maybe, just maybe, some of the opponents for the Hardy Boys will be the Revival. The Revival, currently in WWE, look to be going to AEW as well. So perhaps AEW trying to build up their tag team division. The Revival reportedly is still not signing contracts that would make each star that would give each star at least $550,000 annually. And Dawson recently said that money isn't everything. The Revival Mm -hmm. are strong candidates to join both Hardy and Harper in AEW. So the Revival, of course, it consists of Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. They could be joining the Young Bucks, the Hardy Boys, trying to get that AEW tag team division up and going. I think that would be awesome. Some new blood, some old blood. Ironically, the revival is the newer blood, although they wrestle very old school. Yeah, I think, I mean, like like I said, AEW is going to have to drop some bombs pretty quickly before. I mean, the nice thing about AEW is whenever you watch it, you don't know what's going to happen. They are really great at keeping things fresh, new storylines, throwing curveballs, swerves, if you will. Yep. Um, and they're not, like, it doesn't feel cheap like it does in the WWE. You kind of know what you're going to get with Raw and SmackDown. Like, for the most part, you're like, okay, right. so these big commercial characters are going to come out and do very commercial storylines. Right. Whereas AEW feels a little more rock, a little more indie, a little mm-hmm. more kind of badass and fresh. And I think that uh, while they're doing a good job with that, they're going to need to drop some 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 fun bombs here soon. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with the way that WWE does it. Um, of course, the irony of AEW looking a little bit more indie, again, is because the production value is so much higher than NXT, it takes yeah. a lot of money to look that poor. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. And AEW has got some money. But do not expect Luke Harper to be going over super soon because as he got out of the contract with WWE he has a 90 day no compete clause so mm-hmm. it looks like early March would be when Luke Harper you could start to see him in an AEW ring so early March start sniffing around AEW to see how they're going to bring Harper in if indeed he does go over I think he's going to make a big impact right away AEW tag team division I'm excited to see what they do yeah it is the best. They do have the best tag team division right now, in my opinion. And his former partner, Rowan, Eric Rowan, of course, over at WWE, he's got a kick-ass character going on right now as well. I don't know what's in the box. I like that you are so enthused by the box because every I'm every not. Every time we see, you're not into the box? Every I'm time not this, into the box. Well, let's, let's move on a little bit. So that's oh, AEW. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's going on with AEW. The Hardy Boys, The Revival, and Luke Harper. He will be Brody Lee when he goes over to AEW. So that's potentially going to be happening in the relatively near future. Keep an eye out for that happening. Let's talk just briefly about Eric Rowan because I am happy WWE is giving him a push. He comes to the ring. He's got a steel crate or like a little metal crate. No one knows what's in the box or what's in the crate, but I think it's extremely cool. We talked about this on last week's episode. I think it's going to be like a, a, I don't know, a blood spewing turtle or something. No clue, 
but it's going to be super cool whenever they show us. I hope that it works out in that manner. I hope that I am surprised and then I can easily come on here and say, you know what, Ben? I was wrong, but I have Mm. a feeling knowing the WWE, it is going to be a scenario where I get to say, I was right. That was a letdown. Well, when it happens, if it does happen that way, then yes, you can say that. But if it happens the way that I want it to happen, which is uh, just some bizarre looking, I don't even know, maybe just a torso. Maybe it's like um, like uh, Turco the Half Man, you know, Ooh. and that's why he spits blood on people's faces because that's what he does. You look under the you look under the tarp, you look under the blanket, and all of a sudden your face is covered with blood, like you're Carrie and you don't like your mother. And it's super cool. What if it's Turco the Half Man and he's he, and he loves to drink blood because he has bad blood flow or something? He's like Richard Chase and he needs blood to replace his <laughs> old blood. I have no idea, but it could be something super cool like that. And then Eric Rowan should be Universal Champion. If you were WWE creative and you're sitting in the writer's room and you're sitting across from Vince McMahon and you're like, Vince, I know what we should put in the crate. What is your answer? Half man. I want a half man. No arms, no legs. There's a wrestler, as a matter of fact, no arms and no legs. He's a hero. Uh, He was just, I believe, on the ESPYs. He's very encouraging. He's a wrestling coach. Get him in there. He'll bite your ankles off. Like the night from you know that you know the you know the guys there the Monty Python night get back here I'll bite off your ankles bite off your knees that's what he could do and that's what I hope Rowan has in that freaking crate is a person who spits blood interesting that's okay all right okay okay I'm into it we'll see we'll see what happens all right well speaking of. I don't even know what the segue is other than wrestlers. Speaking of other wrestlers, (laughs) let's talk a little bit about Kenny Omega and Adam Cole. Who is better? Kenny Omega responded to a fan's tweet, which is something maybe you could do if you really want to. Usually, I think you just kind of leave them alone. Uh, As we've learned from multiple professional athletes, the more you respond to froles, uh, fan trolls, the more trouble you can get in. But this person, his name is at all in the game five five nine. You know he's cool. Watch out! He, watch you, out! Watch out! He goes by G one. Super cool guy. Ooh. He says, "I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan." But so this is always where it gets like, "I'm a huge fan," but I love the shit sandwich. I love that it leads with a compliment, but it's coming to punch you in the face. Absolutely. This is just a classic tweet. I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan, but I have to disagree and say Adam Cole is far better in regards to promo work and his overall look. As far as in-ring, both are excellent storytellers. Kenny Omega, evidently he had some free time. He was in the bathroom. He looked at his phone. He got a ding. (laughs) <laughs> Looked at his phone on Twitter and it was like, hmm, now it's time for me to respond. Kenny Omega says, I'm jacked to all hell and Adam mm. Cole is dead. Unless you're like into that sort of thing. I will say those are fighting words, Kenny Omega. Those are fighting words. So let's take this. Let's do a little ding, ding, ding debate. Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole. Who is better? Because Katie is such a mark for Omega. Katie will be defending Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. I will be defending Adam Cole. Katie, you go first. Well, here's here's the real thing. Uh-oh, first of all, you'll quickly thing. you'll quickly learn how bad I am at debating. My opinion Great. is <laughs> Kenny Omega is a flawless wrestler, in-ring yes. wrestler. I do think he can cut promos. Do I think that they are different promos? Yes, he does have 
a quirk. He has uh, a, a an interesting delivery. He kind of like pokes at himself and he's like a little weird when he cuts his promos and then he flips and then he looks in the camera and he cuts the promo. There's emotion. There's a yes. story. There's a commitment to whatever storyline he's biting into. That being said, I I mean, look, it's hard to argue that with he, he is the best in the world. He's the best wrestler there is. Period. Okay. I'm going to say this. Kenny Omega makes a good point when it comes to physical stature. Adam Cole is not nearly as jacked as Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega has that. And I will say, I I don't think that there are any steroids involved with Kenny Omega. Not that there are with, with Adam Cole either, but I think that he is all natural. If, if Adam Cole is using steroids, he has some bunk stuff because he definitely doesn't look like <laughs> He's it. He's not doing I would a good say job. this. Adam Cole is a leader. You look at the Undisputed Era. You look at NXT. Can you think of NXT without the Undisputed Era? I do not think so. Adam Cole, he's got a championship belt around his waist. His pants mm-hmm. ain't falling down. Where's Omega's belt? I don't see one. Adam Cole. Give him it, a chance. Give him a chance, <laughs> sure. Also, when it comes to Adam Cole being in NXT, he has been the guy, the man, the main attraction when NXT has been going mainstream. As NXT has been going mainstream, the main dude has been Adam Cole, and you know Triple H and Shawn Michaels, who are the two brawn and brains behind NXT, say that dude has the charisma, he's over enough with the crowd to carry this new company into the next level, the next wrestling realm. Could Kenny Omega be the face in the same way that Adam Cole can be the face of NXT, even in AEW, it's Jericho and the Young yeah. Bucks and Cody. Yes. It's, uh, Omega is maybe the fourth biggest he, yeah. guy in AEW. Yeah. He is. He's uh, he's an in-ring wrestler right now. And I think that that comes with part of um, AEW patiently building story. I don't think you can drop Kenny Omega in on an American audience out of nowhere. The Marks know who he is. The Marks know he's good. The Marks have seen his six-star matches. Uh, the general audience that's either getting back into wrestling, hearing about AEW, they need familiar faces to get into it. So I don't think that uh, it would have been a smart move to lead with Kenny Omega for a general American audience, uh, even though he is the best wrestler in the world. But <laughs> I I get it. I see. And you watch Adam. You watch Adam Cole, and you I uh, like every time I watch him, I'm like, he is a fucking star. He is a star. He is a Shawn Michaels Jr. He is. He's a star. Yes. For those that are unaware, Adam Cole was poisoned and killed on a 2017 episode of Being the Elite. This take pl- this took place due to him signing with the WWE. So Adam Cole is also a dead man, which yeah. I think is going to put him a little bit over Kenny Omega, who my understanding is still alive. Adam Cole rose from the grave, Phoenix Rising, saved NXT with small arms, and that makes it more difficult. He's got tiny little <laughs> arms. Shawn Michaels was more jacked than he was. Shawn Michaels look, looks like Batista next to Adam Cole, and despite being undersized, a leader of men who took NXT to the next level, Adam Cole, therefore, in my opinion, oh, this is hard to say, would be superior and would reign against Kenny Omega if they ever fought, which I would say that is a dream match. I see. I think them in the ring together, Kenny's going to crush Adam Cole. But I do agree that if you're going to have a matchup, this is a good this is a good argument to make of like who is better. Who is better? That's I, it. I mean, as you can tell, my debate skills aren't great because 
I do respect Adam Cole. Of course. He is he's also beautiful. Well let's take okay, so let's do physique. (laughs) Let's do let's do in ring promo and physique. Physique goes to Kenny Omega, right? Yes. Uh yeah. Physique, like physical, uh like cut. He's definitely like literally hasn't even looked at a carb for ten years. No, he has like the perfect like V thing going on and then like He's just dreamy because he also is bilingual, which I know is not physique, but then it also plays into it because he's, he's so smart. strong. And, he's smart yeah, and funny. He literally learned Japanese in New Japan Pro Wrestling like in a week. He's yeah. just like, I want to cut promos in Japanese. And then he was just like, so now I can do that. And you're like, what? How did that have happen? You seen, have you seen him cut a promo in Japanese? Because it is awesome. It's so fun. He's like just he's kind fluid. of- snarky about it and he just and he plays a perfect heel and he's like just casually cutting in Japanese and then he's like oh yeah by the way I I, I speak Japanese it's incredible but he's unfortunately awesome. we're talking about an American audience here so his Japanese oh, yeah. skills don't mean anything um, he is more cut in ring Kenny Omega is if it is a if it is just a normal one on one traditional match yes Kenny Omega sure but yeah. we have to think about exterior or extending circumstances undisputed era with adam cole this is why it's strong this is why it's important to be a leader you got to have strong you got to have friends when you don't have biceps i've always said that (laughs) adam cole he can rely on undisputed era to help him out if need be therefore i'm giving the edge to adam cole in the ring interesting because kenny has the young bucks and Kenny and the Young Bucks. Yeah, but the Young Bucks are they're they're busy. They're out there. They're they're fighting with Cody in the back. They don't he doesn't really have the Young Bucks. I think the Young Bucks and Kenny, it's a it's a match. It's a marriage made of convenience. I but you could also make the argument without Kenny and without the Young Bucks, you wouldn't have AEW at all. Ah, that's a business conversation though. That's not what <laughs> that's not what we're that, that's, that's not business okay. related. Yep. <laughs> so I'm gonna go it's it's Kenny Omega. I'm giving the physique to Kenny Omega. I think both of us are. And then I'm gonna give in ring to Adam Cole, but I'm sure you're gonna give it I'm gonna give to, it to, to, to Kenny. Kenny, which is why there's there's no third person to judge this. Um so it really doesn't matter. But yeah. and then lastly, when it comes to cutting promos, yes, Kenny is bilingual, but American audiences, what language do we know? Barely English. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to, to Adam Cole because he speaks to the American people in language they can understand. Simple, to the point, and character driven. I'm going to argue that Kenny Omega has, he hasn't done a lot of promos in AEW. No, he is. But the ones that he has done yeah. have been really good. That, you know, it is interesting. I feel like they should let loose a little bit more with Omega. Don't you think? Why Why isn't he cutting more promos? My theory, James and I have had very long drunken discussions about this, obviously. James, before. your husband and the producer of your great documentary. By the way, yes. plug that documentary. This is wrestling with Joey Ryan, the Joey Ryan yeah. story. Uh, it's a fascinating uh, look inside independent wrestling. He uses his penis for a finisher. Flips people in his dick. <laughs> it's uh we're we're still it's it's be, it's being finished at a production company and we'll have more news soon hopefully can't wait it's very exciting uh I, I think my take on this my my thoughts on this like i said uh james my husband and i have had very long drunken discussions about uh why isn't aew utilizing more of kenny omega and i think that a it's acclamation to an american audience uh. and b they are doing a slow play similar to what they did with being the elite being the elite was an online a youtube show mm-hmm. that the young bucks and cody 
the Young Bucks predominantly headed up and produced this like silly, very funny um, like YouTube show for the last few years. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's a bunch of A-list wrestlers yep. in Japan doing stupid storylines that paid off in the ring. New Japan let them do it. They just started doing it. Now it's a thing. Okay. Um, and they would do a slow play with story. They would do a long slow play. Like they would do little beats, little little storylines here and there that would eventually pay off. And I think that I think they're taking a similar theory with their top guys. They don't want to burn them out. Right. They want to do a slow play, show them off from time to time, and then eventually let them pop. So I'm thinking that we'll eventually see Kenny and Jericho or I mean we saw that match <laughs> we, we saw Kenny like get his nose broken in the ring yeah uh, but I think that it, I think that more is coming it's just a long play and of course now with the four-year contract with AEW they have a lot more breathing room they don't have yeah. to rush anything so I think that that is a great point so let us know what you think Adam Cole Kenny Omega who is right now at peak performance you can find me on twitter at ben kissel ben kissel one on instagram and katie dirks what's your socials here it's a good time to plug them inside the show i'm the battle cat on instagram and i am go for katie with a y on the twitters on the twitter so let us know what you think about that that is up for debate all right just lastly let's talk a little bit about what naomi was discussing regarding intergender wrestling within the professional wrestling business, specifically when it comes to WWE. Katie, I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Are you? Do you want to see more intergender wrestling, or do you think the WWE is sort of playing it right when it comes to mixed tag matches and things like that? I want to see all the intergender wrestling. I want to see women in the ring kicking dudes' asses. I want fucking heightened storylines. I want uh dudes hitting girls and so they can fucking show off how badass they are uh i get the perspective i understand why they don't it's a big company they've got a bunch of suits sitting on the board protecting their investments i get it there's a bunch of dudes in connecticut or whatever uh with their suit and ties being like men shouldn't hit women uh but the reality is is like it's wrestling it's it's just like Joey said this best. It's like watching uh, Black Widow in mm-hmm. a Marvel movie. So I think that um, event we're tiptoeing there. They have the mixed match challenge. They're getting there. They're tagging men with women. Right. Only women and women in the ring. Only men and men in the ring. We're tiptoeing there. We had uh, Nia Jax there for a minute. Come out last year in the Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. Uh, we're like getting. We're getting there just a little bit. We had China back in the day. There's been very few women that have yep. been able to you know or allowed to take bumps in the ring for men i understand the perspective of it but i think if we just jump in with both feet everything's going to be fine i completely agree with you katie and uh China uh, intercontinental champion I had a chance to give China a, an award at the Fleshbot Awards I gave her the oh best mainstream to porn <gasps> award it was a large silver dildo it was quite go heavy ahead, girl. Um, go ahead with it obviously RIP I wish that um, things would have turned out different for her she was massive when it comes to female when it comes to the uh, impact of female professional wrestlers she doesn't get enough credit no. For being the first to really be seen as not just a sex symbol, but mm-hmm. as a person who will straight up murder you. As an athlete. She was seen as, as an, an athlete. athlete. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And I, 
Lita tiptoed around yep. that with the Hardy Boys for a little while. She was one of my all-time favorites. And I think we're seeing more badass women, and especially with the women's division as it is. So there's we're tiptoeing into an era of what could be really, really great for women's wrestling. We just have to have faith that WWE doesn't go back to their old ways, which is like bra and panties. Absolutely. And of course, when it comes to intergender wrestling, then we can also about, then we can also talk about transgender wrestling. A- AEW is, you know, sort of on the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really great social things, social statements uh, that these massive wrestling corporations can say. And I am with Katie. I believe that intergender wrestling overall will have a positive impact. I understand it's going to be it leads to a lot of confusion in the brain. Like when Tessa was going against. um, Oh, my goodness. Sammy Callahan. Yeah. when, When Sammy Callahan and Tessa were in their feud, those matches are uncomfortable. Yeah. But I also think that was extremely interesting storytelling. And if Vince wants to go down that road. I think it would I think they could do a good job of it, but you're right. I don't necessarily see Fox Friday night primetime. Right. Someone's flipping through the channels and all of a sudden they see a match like Tessa uh going against Sammy. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if that's going to be in the cards, but maybe they could take it to NXT and let NXT yeah. because dude, I'm not messing with who's the is it Leah? What's the name of the match? Ray, oh my God, that chick. Ray Ripley. Ripley is incredible. She has the shoulder width of Michael Phelps. She is so jacked. I could see her destroying a series of dudes. She is a specimen. As a matter of fact, I could almost go with a 60-person Royal Rumble. We can talk about the Royal Rumble briefly here. I could go with a 60-person Rumble, intergender, all the way out. Just take the the last man and the last female in the ring, and then they can have their individual matches if you want to sort of do it like that. But I could go with that as opposed to the two Royal Rumbles that we see now at the Royal Rumbles. And, of course, um, the the women's Rumble, uh, they have proven themselves to be incredible. Um, But I would love to see them uh, come and join forces together and see what beautiful moves they could do because it does make you – you do have to change up your style – and yeah. I think it could lead to a lot of really interesting spots and a really and a bunch of really interesting um, not seen before wrestling angles. And I think that's one of the things that you do get more on the indies is a lot more intergender wrestling, a lot more acceptance when it comes to athletes. I mean, the reason like there there's Candice LeRae, who's obviously at NXT now, in my opinion, she is one of the best independent wrestlers on the on the scene women independent wrestlers on the scene for a long time because of her intergender wrestling and she said that in the beginning there weren't men for the women to wrestle right which is this was like this is the anchor for why i support inter- intergender wrestling yep. there weren't women for her to wrestle so she had to wrestle the men and there are plenty of men that wouldn't wrestle women because they don't want to be seen quote unquote hitting a girl but the reality is, is there wasn't anyone else for her to wrestle. That can really hurt your career, though. Slightly different note, but I interviewed Mark Marrow, who I'd love to have mm-hmm. on this show, and I think we'll have him on in the near future. He's out there um, being a motivational speaker to a lot of kids in high school, which is Aww. needed now more than ever. But that angle he had with Sable ruined his career. Interesting. Because he was seen as like super abusive to Sable, and it right. just everyone knew going in, they were like, Mark, if you do this angle, it's really going to reflect poorly on you. 
Yeah. And you're probably not going to come out the other end. And it truly did ruin his career. So I yeah. understand some of the hesitation. It has to be mutual. They have to be seen yes. in the audience's eyes as mutually intense, strong, and performative wrestlers. Yes. I, I completely agree with you. I don't think there is a thin line between an abusive storyline and a good intergender storyline. However, that that line needs to be drawn from the get go. Uh, to make sure that the audience is on board. Absolutely. All right, well, let's move on here. Just lastly, what to expect this weekend at the Royal Rumble? We have some confirmed entrants. This is for the dudes. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be there. Braun Strowman, Buddy Murphy, who I have been loving Buddy Murphy lately, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I like his new, I like his new bit. I love it. Alistair Black, who I also love. I love his entrance. He reminds me of sort of a newer Gangrel, but with better... Re- oh, Gangrel's a great wrestler, so I'm not going to diss him on that. But I love I love Alistair Black. He's playing yeah. into the uh, the dark, cryptic, underworld character. he can character. move. He can really move. Dude's incredible. Bobby yeah. Lashley is going to be there. Rusev is going to be there. So that's kind of the rumble within the rumble. I'm sure they're going to have a moment where uh, they both look at each other, and it'll be them one-on-one in the ring, and... Perhaps I'm I'm guessing double elimination. Oh, I mean that would be that would be nice. I could see. I think Lane is going to come down to the ring, do something like that. Do between, a like distraction. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Otis and Tucker, of course, heavy machinery. My favorite tag team right now. Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio. We didn't mention this, but Rey Mysterio also may be going to AEW. They're actively courting him. Interesting. So that could be badass. Uh, Elias, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Eric Rowan, Dolph Ziggler, King Corbin, Roman Reigns, and then, of course, the number one uh, entrance. Entrance. Yeah, the number one entrance. What do you want to do? Boo! Brock Lesnar will be entering the ring first at the Royal Rumble, of course, setting up a potential massive route, uh, and maybe, maybe Lesnar does. Go away. Go away. <laughs> or go all go the way. Away. So this, the the dude's Royal Rumble right now, it really is an all-star cast. They definitely brought their A, a wrestlers to the Rumble. And then for the women, so far, we don't have nearly as many confirmed entrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we got Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and I love what Cross and, and Bliss are doing right now. I do too. I really I really like what they've got going on. Sarah Logan, who I think is an up and coming star. She is she's one of those people that I could see speaking of intergender wrestling, I could see Sarah Logan kicking kicking a lot of ass. For sure. Absolutely. And then of course Charlotte Flair. Um Becky Lynch is going against Asuka. That's gonna be for the Raw Women's Championship. That should be absolutely oh, that should I'm be a so great match. I'm so excited about that. I'm so two of my favorite wrestlers I cried when Oscar, uh, when Oscar lost in WrestleMania against Charlotte in New yep. Orleans. I cried. I cried. I don't think I'd ever at that point. I don't think I'd ever re- cried during a match. I cried. <laughs> and oh of my course, god, it was so good. And of course, Oscar. She's no. Uh, she's no stranger to winning the Royal Rumble. She won the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, and that mm-hmm. match was awesome. They headlined, so and it was it was huge. The universal. So that'll be the Raw Women's Championship: Lynch versus Oscar. Universal Championship: The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. This is going to be an old school strap match. I am pushing for the Fiend because I like what Bray is doing. I think it's extremely unique, and the Fiend is a fun character that I have not seen um, ever in the WWE. He's very original. He's really creative, and I love that they've brought back uh, Firefly Funhouse. 
I love it. So dumb. So funny. The SmackDown's Women's Championship is going to be Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Katie, oh, Lacey I Evans. Have, I hated her. I mm-hmm. hated her. And I, like in NXT, I was like, no, bitch, enough. She was coming down. If you're not familiar with Lacey Evans, she's this beautiful blonde. She had kind of a Liberty Bell thing going yep. on from Glow. Uh, this all-American kind of uh, snobby mid-century housewife thing going on. However, my argument was... A, she's like, feels like she came out of nowhere and I'm supposed to hate her. And I do hate her, but for the wrong reasons. Uh, and then she's she went to uh, the main roster. She got pulled up. Yep. I was like, meh, she doesn't believe I'm such a mark. <laughs> she doesn't deserve to get pulled up to she's better talent in NXT. What are they doing? Uh, and then they tried to make her uh, hateable on uh, Raw. And she had the same bit going. And forever, they had her just walking down the ramp doing like a look at the bottom of the ramp not wrestling turning around walking back up the ramp it was a waste of time everyone hated her but for the wrong reasons absolutely and finally her true story comes out she's former she's former military she was Uh a five-year marine she has a kid she's uh she was like a SWAT officer in the military she is a fucking badass and oh, now she's, she's killed people yeah she's t- she is a fucking badass and she it's, it's finally come around they they tried to make her a heel and i was like how are you gonna make this woman a heel she's like a badass now i'm completely on board she's going up against bailey they've started to chip away that she's more of a baby face and she's more of a badass right like let her be that character because now i'm in i'm absolutely all in and speaking of changes of character, Roman Reigns, he will be going against King Corbin. Roman Reigns is now more over than he was when he was champion. Um, I think people yeah. are happier now with the position that Roman Reigns is in. They're not shoving him down people's throats. And say what you want about Corbin, King Corbin. He is a really good heel. He is doing a very good job in this role as heel. A lot of people never really got Baron Cor- Corbin. He was a lone wolf for a long time, and people mm-hmm. are like, why does he have long hair, but yet he's bald? How does it all work? His character, I think, has actually really kind of come into its own with the King of the Ring win, really leaning in, going King Corbin. I think that he is actually in a, in the best spot he has been in so far. Yeah, there he played like a hateable mixologist for a while. And now, uh, now he's just a hateable character, and I'm all for it. I'm, I do yeah. genuinely hate him, but for the right reasons. For oh, the right speaking reasons. Speaking of which, not to derail this, no just a quick sidebar. We got an email about our story, uh, our King Corbin County, King Corbin, Kentucky story. Yeah. That um, we, we have a listener that's from Corbin, Kentucky, and wanted to remind us that Corbin was actually. Uh, the first location of a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, all right. Home to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, that makes sense that it was King Corbin for a day, and it should be every day as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. KFC bringing you only the healthiest chickens. Back on track. Okay. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. That will be a Falls Count Anywhere match. Sheamus versus Shorty G. This uh, match is just kind of thrown together. I don't really, I don't have any poor- emotion. Chad Gable. He's an Olympian. Yeah. Chad Gable is an Olympian. He is an Olympic yeah. athlete. He deserves more respect than being called Shorty G. Oh my God, creative fuck off. Stop yeah. doing this to this guy. He is so much more talented than you're giving him credit for. And this this story does actually get under my skin. And also, Seamus, with all due respect, your time is done. 
I like Seamus. I just, Ugh. honestly, I think he maybe needs a reboot, and maybe he is Ugh. next up for the AEW. I have uh, no problem with Seamus. He's jacked up. He's a great wrestler. He's okay. He's an okay wrestler. <sighs> he's fine. Ugh, I'm over. I've never liked him. <laughs> well, I thought that he and Cesaro with the bar did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did find, he did find a rhythm there for a while, and I was he like, did. okay. And the, and the Swiss Superman, is uh, he's also a great wrestler, but... Yeah, maybe I, uh, I guess I feel so bad for Chad Gable. Shorty, it's the honestly it, that is bad. It's embarrassing. It's so, and it's just like it's weird. He's so much more talented, and he was in a tag team uh, for a long time. And the storyline with his partner was that his partner was actually Kurt Angle's son. And I was like, my argument to this whole storyline is, I swear to God. Someone pitched Chad Gable as Kurt Angle's son because that would make sense. He looks like Kurt Angle and he has an Olympic medal. That would like make sense. He is sense. an Olympic wrestler. He follows in the steps of fucking Kurt Angle. And then they went with the other guy. The other guy was his son and it was like this father lost father dad that son storyline. He's gone and now. now. And now he's gone. He got he did get hurt. He he did get he had like a really I think a neck injury. I don't even remember that guy's name. Uh, Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan, very generic. Yeah, he's an attack character. team. Of, yeah, Jason Jordan, and like Jason was a great wrestler. Yeah, he had a great look. Um, but I do think that Chad Gable got the short end of the stick. No pun intended. Uh oh. And then of course, hopefully, uh, for when it comes to the Intercontinental Championship, Nakamura, Braun Strowman. I would love to see Braun Strowman take that uh, championship. We shall see. Although that is a, I believe that's a match that they're setting up. Correct. Yes. Yes. So that will not be at the Royal Rumble, but that's a match that hopefully the Rumble can sort of promote. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, everyone. Well, there you go. Enjoy the Rumble this week. I will be having a little party at my house as well. Katie will be having a party at her house. So we will have the West Coast and the East Coast on lockdown watching some pro wrestling. And, of course, I'm assuming NXT will do NXT TakeOver. Make sure to watch yep. that on Saturdays uh, because, honestly... NXT takeovers are freaking awesome. They, I mean, for a while, they overshadowed the actual pay-per-view. They really did. Um, okay, and where can people email, Katie? Kind of fun, LPN at gmail.com. Kind of fun, LPN at gmail.com. Shoot us your emails. And, of course, again, you can find us on the uh, socials if you so desire. And, yeah, that's about it for this week. Keep on supporting all the shows here on the Last Podcast Network. Thank you all so much for the kind response to sort of our new format. We'll continue to bring you the most important news as we see it throughout the week. And, of course, we'll do our little mini deep dives. Again, if you're going to get into the ring with New Jack, wear, don't do it. I don't know, wear a bulletproof vest or... Just don't do it. Or just don't do it. Yeah, wear something that will stop you from getting stabbed nine times because he <laughs> will just kind of do that. All right, everyone, and be sure to listen free to Kind of Fun on Spotify. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.